are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. A vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because when December rolls around, I get to pull out my Christmas hat. Huh? See, it's... You, you guys were looking for the blue hat, right? No, no, no. Once, only once during the year do I pull out my red hat. And let me tell you, this Santa Pip hat, I get more compliments on this hat than I I actually got. Okay, today was the first day that I got the chance to wear it. And yeah, I did get a I did get a compliment on it. It's definitely a pimp hat. It is. Sure. It is. And I've been wearing this hat for the Christmas season for a number of years. I love yes, you it. have. Yes, I have. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am your main host. I am Pimp Daddy Shooting Tribble. It's good to see you. Where's my... You know what? No, I'll, I'll save that for later, because I, I, I got stuff. Well, you've got Elf on a Shelf. And no. I guess... No. No. I, 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 however, did see Mench on a Bench. Completely okay. different animal. I saw a Ged on a Sled. Or maybe maybe that hat makes you hoe in a show. It might very well, but we'll I saw I saw Scooby on a doobie. <laughs> you know what 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 you see on bicycle day is your business. It's not it's none of my some people actually know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Appreciate I'll try it. Try to do something with that with Shujin. Later. Later. Anyway, so if you want to find out about me, of course, all my information is out there. S-H-U-J-I-N, welcome to the show. Those of you that are listening right now and you're wondering, what the hell does the hat look like? It looks good. Trust me, it looks good. That's my story, I'm sticking with it. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the crew, because that's kind of what you're here for, right? Not not exactly for me. Top left-hand corner of the, um, actually, where you are, Dallin, you would actually be in... Cindy Brady's square, I think, is where you are. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Hi, Dallin. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just trying to think, okay, do I have a Rudy retort for this? And as he no. says it, I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. You got nothing, which is perfect. Look at the bright side. I was thinking of the TV series, not the cartoon series. So for those of you that are wondering, wait, Brady cartoon, what? Yeah, yeah. Go look that one up. Have fun with that. They met up with Wonder Woman in the past. What? Yeah. That's so wrong. I, 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 to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, look at all the Scooby-Doo shows. Look That's who true. all they teamed up with. That's true. True. That's true. You know, they had. Even the Globetrotters, you know. Hey, hey, they did, They teamed up with Kiss. Which is proof positive that that band will do anything for a buck. That was that was in the twenty first century, not in the classic seventies. Your point. The only reason they did it is because they needed the money now. Yeah. At least they didn't do a Star Wars special. From the bottom left hand the quadrant, quadrant, whatever. Bottom left hand corner of of our grouping right now from the Midwest of the U.S. Bridget, hi. Hello. It's gonna be one of those nights, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Mornings. And from over the pond, uh, joining us on time and actually ahead of schedule, uh, almost to a certain degree. I'll, I'll explain why in a second. Joseph, good morning. Uh, bonjour. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm saying uh, a little bit early and such because we're kind of missing Joey, 
who admittedly with everything else right now is probably asleep, which I would not at all expect any different because he's been working hard, not just for work work, but like personal work. So, you know, if he's a little tired, I'm not worried about it. And, oh, right. Unreno Tech said he was going to be here this week. Um, maybe he's... Time. Yeah, well, it's it's entirely possible that he might be getting lucky. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Whatever it is, I don't... I don't, I don't whatever. I don't care. He's... He's working on his Santa's helper beard. He could be. I, I ain't going to judge. He could be. But in any case, so hi, everybody. Thank you very much for being with us. Of course, as always, if you are joining us live over on that side, you will see the live chat. You could have been joining us with that. But no, you were listening after the fact. Unless you're here right now. So thank you. Which means tonight, Stephanie, hi, good morning. Felis, good evening. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have you guys over here. Um, and Stephanie likes the hat. <laughs> Chicks dig the hat. Now, here's a little something special for everybody. You know that I've been trying different things to, to drink. I was thinking about having coffee tonight because, uh, I've got a little, uh, I've got a minor problem with my furnace. I have a furnace that doesn't always want to stay lit, which is not exactly the biggest problem that you might think it is because I have a basement that stays cool, but not cold. So even when the blower is blowing, I'm circulating cool air into the house, not cold air. So I don't have to worry about anything freezing. And even though it's chilly, I've also got a fireplace so I can kind of warm stuff up, but be that as it may. I did oh, the furnace is not going to stay lit, then the host might as well be. Funny you should say that. That's that's a, that's a good uh, that's a good philosophy, actually. That's a, that's, that's a very good point. So, for those of you that might have never seen it before, if if you remember Danny Kay, yes, I have the flagon with the dragon, which is will have the brew that is true. It's the vessel with the pestle with the push the pet. The flagon with the dragon has the brew that is true. The vessel with the pestle has the push, the poison with the potion. Close enough. You know what? Anyway, so the reason why I'm pointing this out is that I was looking through the stuff for, you know, beers to try some stuff. And I, I found something that not only has a legitimate cork, but it comes from Belgium, apparently. I have Guldendrak, classic. I know nothing about this. However, it does say on it, and I, I told the guys over here, it says high fermentation, secondary fermentation, and then contains three times more malt than lager. Does this mean I'm going to like it? I don't know. Truth be told, I have no idea. But I'm willing to try because whatever. You know, the worst that can happen is uh, I don't like it. In which case, it's 15 bucks. Uh, you know what? If if I really don't like it, I'm sure I could put it into the radiator of my car and keep it. You don't need. <laughs> I'm glad I wore the brown pants today. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, came right off my hand. Fortunately, uh, <laughs> that was um. 
Okay, I didn't like that one bit. That was not cool. But at least I've uh, at least I've got uh, TTTF. You made it high. So ooh, oh oh oh. That started bubbling up really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, something tells me this is a little bit too small. Well, you just take it in portions then. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I put a little bit in and it foamed all the way to the top, which was, uh, how weird. cold is it? Uh, it's room temperature. Really? That would explain it. Should it have been chilled? The beer? Definitely. Uh, well, re- now remember some should be some shouldn't be. I don't know one from another. And this one was on a shelf. Not point, no, point of discrepancy there. About? The only place that you serve beer at room temperature is in England. And you don't drink beer in England, goddammit. They don't know better. Okay. You, actually, you know what? They, they claim they do know better. I've actually gotten into an argument with a friend over the pond on this one. Not, well, not our... Uh, it's the Irish. It's the Irish. No, no, the, the Irish like it cold. You you go to the James you go to a uh, you go to an Irish pub that serves Guinness okay, and you say a pint of Irish, they'll pour you a Guinness that is four degrees. God. You go pint of English, they will give you Guinness at bathwater temperature. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're gonna drink your toast, I mean, you might as well just drink your toast. Whatever, I don't know. Anyway. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, with everything else, I guess I'll just get us all rocking and rolling over here and get started with the uh, with the whole damn thing because I've got stuff to talk about. Because I got stuff to talk about. So, start everything off as usual with your five minutes on the clock. I love this part. Your five minute freestyle starts right now. Uh, investment. You know, uh, I keep talking about. Education is an investment, and I'm not going to be talking about education on this one because that's that's its own thing. I've talked about that ad nauseum. The guys will tell you, well, those of you that have known me long enough will know full well, that is my pet peeve, like crazy, like you wouldn't believe. But in this case, when I say investment, it's not just that. I mean, on a much more personal level, there is a lack of investment in certain situations where people really need to really hunker down, actually kind of dig their claws into stuff. And the idea that I'm using a and metaphor that furries would use is not lost on me because it just popped into my head. Things happen that way. But if you want to be someone that can be trusted... If you want to be somebody that can be persuasive, if you want to be somebody that can be charismatic, even just to a certain degree, and no, I'm not talking Jim Jones levels, you need to be invested. You need to be able to say, look, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you whatever it is that you're going to say. And you don't have to be the most passionate speaker in the world. You don't have to be the guy who is telling everybody you need to go ahead and buy my buckets 
of food because there will be a coming apocalypse. No, no, man, no. All you need to do is to invest a little bit of yourself. And if you're arguing for anything, and I don't mean necessarily the stuff that we're going to be talking about later tonight, you need to be able to say, look, this is what I am arguing for. I believe in this. I wouldn't argue this point otherwise. And I know there are going to be people who say, well, you know, you do a debate course, you know, you're supposed to know both sides, be able to argue either side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. You need to be able to make the argument from either side if you're going to understand someone. If you want to convince them that you know what you're talking about. No, you don't need to bamboozle people. But you need to learn. You need to understand. You need to find out how do you communicate. The investment in this case is learning how to talk to whoever it is that you want to talk to. One of the things I've been dealing with, and this is going to kind of blend into the show, I have found kind of my niche. Asking these people, if you want to convince me, speak my language. Learn my language so that you can speak to me on my level. And I want to tell these people, look, if you wanted to talk to somebody in Italian, would you learn Italian? At least enough to get by. That's, that's going to take some time. That's an investment in time that you have to learn something. Are you going to use a, a translation tool? Well, it's not that great, but, you know, you can kind of get by. You're going to lose nuance, but it's not as good as having the actual knowledge of how to speak the language, but okay, whatever. But if you're going to learn, if you're going to grow, you need to invest the time to know how to grow, how to be persuasive, how to learn. And I said I wasn't going to be talking about education in this case, and I, I really don't want to talk about education because it's not about the three R's. It's about investing enough in those that you want to connect with. Even if it's not arguing. Even if it's the people who every once in a while just need somebody to sit with them when they're having a bad day. Investment covers a lot of different things. And I'm thinking very specifically about a buddy of mine up in Toronto. Sometimes you don't have to invest time to say, I agree with you. I feel you. Sometimes it's enough to just sit with someone and just be there. That really doesn't cost a lot. And it can make all the difference in the world. This is episode, where is my title? 289 on the docket, Your Honor. Talk the talk, damn it. Now, uh, like I said, I uh, 
have been dealing with some folks on uh, on Twitter. It has not gone well, and I've alluded to part of it in my opening tonight. So, yay, joy. And I I know full well that we are collectively not the same level of bulldog that Heretic Woman was, but damn it, I really hear her voice in my head sometimes basically cursing me out and telling me what the hell are you doing wasting all your time when you need to be saying blah. It's like, it's not my way. Not yet. Anyway, so we're going to deal with part of that and deal with part of, like I was saying, people need to learn how to speak our language if they want to convince us of whatever the hell it is they're trying to convince us of. Unfortunately, I didn't have any luck finding any news on Rafe Badawi this week, as usual. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven years, five months, 25 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting and we're still hoping. So, the... Okay, wait a minute. Why do I see the Easter Bunny and Lobo in the same sentence? What the hell? Dallin, would you kindly explain yourself? Um, Dallin, are you there? Bridget, are you there? Yeah, I was muted. Yes, I was getting worried there a second. It's all right. Yeah, I was muted too. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay, I, so, so as I was saying, if you let me get an upward on edgewise, I will gladly tell you. Well, I will do that, Trump. but, you know, when you're muted... Muted, it doesn't too much good. Uh, uh, <laughs> details. Anyways. Details, details, details. See, so, even, even Stephanie saw that you were muted, so, you know, how, how did you... Whatever. You know what? Go on. Well, we were muted out of respect for your five minutes. Appreciate that. Which we usually do. Anyways. Bubble. So there was talk of your your hat bringing up uh, sort of comparisons to Santa and the Mafia. Okay. And that reminded me of a comic book that I saw many, many years ago starring DC's answer to Deadpool or <laughs> uh, a gentleman by the name of Lobo, uh, who, if you've watched the series Krypton and think that is the best portrayal of the so-called main man, uh, please go stick your head in a wood chipper. Please. The only one that I'm really familiar with enough is the one that they used for um, Death Battle. Which is probably better because, like I said, the the the, the one they did the, the one they did for the show for the for the TV series Krypton. I'm sorry. It just the, the, the wrong actor. That's all I'll say. Okay. Any- Anyways, Lobo is a very. The, the, he does have a lot of sort of one-off comics that are just bizarre as hell. One of which was he was contracted by the Easter Bunny, because he is a bounty hunter, to take out Santa Claus at the North Pole. And it turns out that the North Pole is not all candy canes, gingerbread, and hot chocolate. It is, in fact, a gigantic dictatorial military industrial complex where 
for one day out of the year, Santa shows his generosity by giving toys to all the girls and boys who are good. And that excuses him from the international community for all the bad deeds he does for the other 364 days of the year. So this basically explains why uh, Weird Al has given us the uh, Rudolph song. Kind of, sort of. Okay, I got you. So, yeah. So as I said, there was a comic that was done. And then if you go on YouTube and look up the Lobo paramilitary Christmas special, you will see a fan-made video of Lobo doing what was done in the comics. So that's where it came from. And I have to admit, it was it, it was a fun little comic. I wish I still had it. Now I'm trying to remember. Um, who the hell was it uh, on on Marvel's side? Um, the the motorcyclist from Hell, uh, the Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. That's what that's what it was. Hmm. I'm just making a note for myself to get the. Uh, link in the death battle so people can have fun. Yeah, he, he's one of, uh, yeah, Ghost Rider is one of my favorite characters in, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to uh, spoil it for anybody that wants to go see it. Uh, I yeah. will, however, say that, um, yeah, it doesn't end well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got, you, you've got the devil's bounty hunter against the devil of all bounty hunters. So, really. Who wins? We do. The audience. Yeah. We win. As opposed to um, Deadpool versus Pinkie Pie, where the audience loses. I'm not going to spoil that one either. You know, the, the first, to be honest, the first death battle I ever saw was Starscream versus Rainbow Dash. <laughs> and I laughed my ass off at that one. And... Um, I'll just make sure that I've got those linked in for later too, because worth it. You guys don't like it tough. You you don't have to watch it. Just no fool. It's there. Anyway. It's just a link. It doesn't mean you have to click it. Exactly. So like I was saying with the opening, talk the talk. Uh, I've, I've unfortunately, for those of you that have been watching the HCTV Twitter account. Yeah. I've gotten it into it with a couple of theist accounts. I've been genteel about it. And like I said, I know full well, heretic woman would be screaming and yelling in my ear. Why the hell are you being so nice? What the hell? What is your problem? Move on. Oh, God. Fuck. You know, I know. I know. I know. And I probably should have a couple of days ago. But I'm nice. I ask questions. And I finally settled on, if you want to convince us that your God proposition is real, A, you need to know the basic terminology and what it means and what it doesn't mean. And you need to talk in our language, the language of the scientific investigators. Which was great, because there was one guy who went ahead and used the whole thing about uh, about uh, man as a fallen creation, and I got to pull out my Adam and Eve story, which sets the whole damn thing on its head. Oh, right. 
So for those of you that don't know about this one, really quickly, <coughs> Adam and Eve are created. God says, there's the, there's the tree of uh, fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. You don't know about good and evil. Don't eat that. Serpent comes along and says, hey, come here a minute. He doesn't want you to eat it. You should go ahead and eat it. Well, I don't know. What should I do? You should go ahead and eat it. But he said, don't. And that's the moment that Eve became the first research scientist and ate and learned about good and evil. So she became the first moralist. And her moral choice was to disobey God and share knowledge with the only other sentient in existence. Pissing off the big man. And well, he was yes. a typical bad parent. Um, because, you know, if you tell somebody to do something or not do something, you should be able to say, why? Yep. What would expect? Of, um, respect my authority. Yeah, the, the, the answer should be something other than because I said so. Yeah. It's like, don't stick your finger in that light socket. Why? Well, here's a demonstration. And that's when you take the hot dog and put it to the light socket and it goes kablooey. That will be your finger. Okay. Oh, finger Good talk. Finger. You know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Figure. Yeah. Okay. Look, if, if you've graduated to putting that in a light socket, I'm sorry. There is no hope for you whatsoever. Hold on a second, though. My wife, when she was a very, very little, little one was able to put a, a fork into a light socket and, and fortunately survived, obviously. But, um, yeah, yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to do that. No, you More don't. Moments. But anyway, you know, well, yeah, kids, and that's bounce. the other thing too. I, I've heard of that one too. It's like, um, well, you know, don't you put those plug shields up everywhere? It's like, Hey, look, the kid's going to stick the screwdriver in there once and they'll never do it again. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that kind of parenting too, and <sighs> yeah, let's face it, uh, my my mom and dad in law's house, they still had push button switches for the lights in some of the rooms. For those of you that don't know, that's old. That's like uh, the aluminum wiring in the house is covered with fabric, old. So oh, keep that yeah. in mind. Anyway, so like I was saying, I tried to explain to these people, look, you want to convince me that you're right. Telling me, okay, this is what's going to happen when you die. So follow us unless you get rejuvenated. Be yeah, rejuvenated was the word that was used at one point. Uh, so that you're, you're born again. And it's like, dude, um, you're threatening me. You're saying, follow me or die. Sorry, let me do this again. I I'm sorry, Dallin. I'm just going to do this one just as once. Follow me or die. <laughs> or um, be rejuvenated like a time lord. What? What? What the hell are you even talking about? So, you know, I, I, I ran around this thing many, many times. Not the least of which was the atheist worldview says, mm, no, just no. There is no 
atheist worldview. There is no science worldview. You want to know what the science worldview is? Somebody says X happens because of Y. Well, does Y cause X to happen? Can Y cause X to happen? How does Y cause X to happen? Hey, guys, check my work. If, That's if literally really, it. If you really want to simplify things, um, you know, something bothers me a bit about calling science science. Um, like it's something a distinct other than our being. Um, because basically yeah. what it comes down to when you're teaching your kids uh, what not to do and what to do um, it's in the interest of their survival. And, you know, eventually you would like them to come to the understanding that, well, you'd like them to come to their own understanding of what's good and bad in the world. But, you know, while they're growing up, in the meantime, we have to bring to them uh, what experience we have and what knowledge we have just to um, uh, help them get through to that age. And science... Basically, it's the same thing. It's just a record of what we know about the universe, what we know about our environment, and that's it. I'm sorry. I mean, <clears throat> what you just said reminded me of um, Adam Savage. Remember, kids, the only difference between screwing around and science is writing stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's exactly it. No, you're, that is exactly it. That's right. And the entire point of our, you know, communication uh, between people who have taken on the moral responsibility, um, actually who have taken on the responsibility of their own survival, people who have taken on the responsibility and the burden of deciding what's good and bad for themselves. Um, I've lost myself there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it happens. But but that's um Yeah, that's one thing, but but uh religious people seem to insist on relying on the quote unquote advice of another human rather than take on the burden of that responsibility themselves. And that's their survival model. And that's why they're so uh, reluctant to let go of it. Because if you don't know anything else, if you don't know how to judge the value of anything for yourself, um, you're going to be dependent on whoever's uh, quote-unquote trained you until then. Yeah, it's funny you say it that way, because one of the exchanges we ended up having, with I had with one of these people, because several, was when I kept harping on, you know, speak to me in the language that I would understand in order to convince me, one of these people went ahead and turned it around and said, well, what is it that you, I'm, I'm paraphrasing highly because I don't have it in front of me, was asking if I was trying to make them do that in order to convert me. And that was a big tell to me where it's like, wait a minute, are you thinking that if I get you to actually understand my language, why I look at the things the way that I do, why I understand them the way that I do, and 
what I understand about them, that just the act of learning about that, you're worried is going to convert you? I can answer that in three words. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Speaking in tongues. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Before, no, be, before you pin me to the wall on this one. No, I, I just. Didn't no, wanna... I was just. I had this a bit. This visual in my head. Go ahead. I, I just no, didn't but... want to. I just didn't want to bukkake my entire outfit with the drink I had in my mouth. You almost got me. <laughs> yeah, but is not. Is not the act of speaking in tongues a way of combating the devil or, or trying to exercise it because you're speaking the, the holy language of God or some what crap like that? It's just a display. It's no, a display I, I, that shows that you have been chosen because you're special. You can no, speak you, the language of the Holy Spirit. Right. Because, but the idea is, is that if you speak in tongues to somebody that they should realize that, or that the, the person who's being spoken to would then realize that, oh, I'm in the presence of one of the greatest, you know, or one of the chosen, therefore I should, you know, follow sycophantically. So with that mindset, them, yeah, them accusing you of trying to convert them by requesting that they speak in, you know, sane terms, for lack of a better, lack of a better phrase. Wow. Reality based. Of- yeah. But, but, but they're, they're thinking that again, it's, it's an incantation by learning this language, they will convert. Well, yeah, kind of, because they'll suddenly realize just exactly what kind of a group of brain-dead morons they really are. But, you, you know. <laughs> when you really, because this is, I'm always going back to this terminology, I'm sorry, because I haven't found a better one. But no, th- when, you, when you're in a survive-by-imitation mindset, which means mm-hmm. um, copying your, your survival, you think that your survival, or you, you feel your survival um, depends on your imitating your quote-unquote peers, whoever's in your clan or whoever's um, trained you until then, um, yeah, you're going to be pretty loath to to make the leap of actually considering the value of things for yourself. And the speaking in tongues thing, it's, it's, it's just a display of... It's funny because people who live by imitation, they try just as hard to be like everyone else as they try to seem superior. And that's kind of a means to both ends. Well, I'm obeying better than I'm imitating better than you are. It's basically what it comes down to. Well, I think the whole thing with speaking the same language uh, is that you have to be able to speak the same language in order to agree on uh, definitions of terms. But speaking in tongues is not that. No, no, no. No, no. 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 Uh, where where, where yeah, I dragged yeah. that up was, was the idea of, you know, words converting people or, you know, spells, incantations. That's the impression I got from what Shujin said, is that this person was scared that, you know, you, you were going to give them the scientific equivalent of abracadabra or some crab. But that's... Well, if, if their faith is that weak, though, then do they really have faith? Uh, if, if you rely on others for your survival, um, yeah, you instead of testing things for yourself, yeah, you you're going to be influenceable 
um, what's the word? Is that even English? No, that's that's fine uh, enough. Uh, gullible? gullible. Well, gullible. I mean, no. Like, uh, actually, Joseph, I think the word we're looking impressionable. Impressionable. Uh, that's that's the word we're looking for. That's yeah, a good one. But when when everything, it's really strange because if you rely on other people's advice, quote unquote, um, to tell you what's good and bad, without judging the value of everything for yourself, reality suddenly becomes a concept. Everything is the same, whether it's real or not, because if it's, do you see, do you see where I'm coming from? Because if somebody else is telling you, you know, uh, don't stick the fork in the light socket. And then on the other hand, they're telling you about um, some invisible being watching over you and you, you test neither one or the other for yourself and you just <laughs> obey. I mean, it's the same thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I got you. By the way, over in the chat, and, and forgive me if I've gotten the pronunciation incorrect. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's pronounced, and just go on my own, Amician? Again, forgive me if I've got it incorrect, so please correct me. Uh, it's saying, uh, for far too many, their survival did, or does, depend on mimicking that leader exactly. That is the ex... That, that is excellent because that is the absolute basis that we end up seeing for things like megachurches. But that's, that's, that's also, don't forget, you know, um, that's why we humans evolved like this. It's just, just get through early childhood. It's a, it's a state. It's a state of dependence, actually. Mm, okay. To a certain degree, I agree with you. And it's impossible for us to test everything for ourselves, to test every berry, to see whether it's poisonous or not and all that. And that's well, how humanity's made it so far. I mean, by passing on of information, which in its base is scientific. But anyways, but eventually when we come to the age of reason, we're supposed to transition out of the state of dependence. Well, and if you want to get into it, uh, actually, uh, to go into a bit of neuroscience uh, around adolescence, we do, the brain does go into a state of uh, called pruning where whether we want to or not, <clears throat> our brain uh, reevaluates everything that uh, we've earned, we've learned early in life. You know, funny enough, I was about to say that uh, anybody that's had to tend to a, a, a two to four year old will tell you that yeah, we are definitely testing the bounds and scientifically examining everything around us for quite a long time, much to the dismay of many a parental unit. But now we're in a helicopter mom society, um, and we're pretty protected from uh, reality. In if some we cases. Stick to a set, sit, uh, a set. A set set of rules. Um, we're going to get by. We don't have to think for ourselves. Well, we will have to see. And uh, just joining us and uh, mentioned that he was getting a, a little bit on the late side, Unrendered Tech. Good morning. Glad you were able to make it, man. 
you've got a voice in there somewhere, I'm hoping. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for him to show up at, at some point or other. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Again. Going on okay. Yep. Close enough. Hi. Yep. Sorry for being late, guys. Yeah, you forgot to set your uh, clock again, didn't you? Um, yeah, I'm helping my SF prepare for a a, a trip for family mm. and a bunch of other things. And so, okay. I've been very busy today. <laughs> no, not a word I, at all. I looked down at my phone and I went, oh, look, it's 1230. Oh, crap. It's 1230. <laughs> and there you go. Name drop. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I didn't name anybody. You, Holy you, crap. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay, go. it went right over my head. That Listen. went over and around my head completely. Yeah, I, I, I saw what you implied there. there you I, I su- yeah. I'm surprised it didn't go over my head. I don't know how any jokes go over that head. We're speaking the same language today. Dallin knows what I just did there. I know exactly what you just did there, and I ain't saying a thing. Nope. Anyway, okay, so glad you're able to make it. All right, so. Oh, no, I'm, I I get the joke now. I just said initially it went over and around my head. I don't know that you do or you just, do. We'll just, just later. Move, move, later. On. move along. Move along. Nothing to see like here. A, Keep going. It was just like a bat. Just like it did a couple circuits around the head before penetrating. <laughs> into your hair. Um, anyway, moving moving right along from here. That's in my beer. Uh, anyway. Picked the wrong day to quit drinking. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, Tech, Guldendrak from uh, from Belgium. So oh, very cool. I'm trying that out. Uh, oh, yes, and, and as an update, I've been, people have noticed, I've been steadily sipping. This is not one of those, yeah, I'm not having another sip of this. So far, not bad. Not great, because, you know, me and beer, but so far, not bad. I think it's a little bit strong from what I'm used to, but you know, I'm still sipping, so that's that's something. Yeah, red red ales are actually they're surprisingly good. They're 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 a little more full bodied than, you know, your typical brews. Mm. But not overbearingly so, at least in has been my experience. Is that one sweet? Yeah, I used to be a Killian's man myself. Uh, Rickard's, R- Rickard's Red guy over here. I was fan for, um, well, a couple weeks. Uh, uh, there was a Belgian beer called uh, Ras Cochon. Bless you. Ba- <laughs> Red pig? Uh, no, Ras Cochon means basically rinse the pig. Bless you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, that was close. I, I I heard the pig in there, and it was like, "Rinse the pig." Yeah. Okay. Well, Shouldn't that be like we're, the slogan for DC now? We're, we're a Belgian brewing company, and we hate our customers. Here, have our beer. It's called "Rinse the Pig." You filthy <laughs> varmints. Yeah. <sighs> that must be the last step of the uh, the brewing process. Like okay, with I, a really uh, wacko name or rinsing the pig. You know what? Well, actually, uh, I, I think it's going to be the first choice there, Bridgie, because, you know, there is um, there's a beer brewed in Quebec. Uh, it's called uh, Le Fin du Mont. 
à la fin de mon oui, yeah, 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 la, la fin de mon uh, end of the fin. world fin fin all right fin end damn it I'm thinking maybe the red color from once cochon beer comes from all the lipstick they put on the pig <laughs> <laughs> There's about 50 political jokes in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) See, now that one reminded me of the... Drink of Republicans. Yeah, and that one just reminded me of the uh, the End of the World video, which, again, another item. I'm going to look into the the notes, because that's the way my mind works. Good God, even on Holy Crap, we get rule zeroed. Well, kind (laughs) of, because they're... Uh, to be fair. To be fair. Are we sufficiently derailed yet? No. <laughs> I still have much of a bottle yet, so no, no, we're not. Uh, to, to, be fair, to, to, to be fair. To be fair. The idea that, you know, we have various references that pop up, Um, I, I like to put them in for everybody because A, you kind of get the jokes and sometimes B there's actually legit reasons. Now the end of the world video that I'm thinking of is an old one that goes back to the old new ground days back when it used to be, I don't know, popular. And it's the, um, I'm lit tired. Fine. Ticking up. It's in five There are some people who already know which one I'm talking about at this point, but for those that don't, it's, Kind of funny, kind of sad, the way that things are these days. It's worth it. It's almost as good as watching Bugs Bunny saw Florida off the end of America and have it float away. Can they do that with the Alabama? Uh, no. Darn. No, because there's nowhere for it to float away to. Yeah, basically, you'd have to take Alabama, jack it up, put it on tracks, and then roll it to the coast. We can yeah. do that. No, because everybody's going to go ahead and just steal the bricks from underneath the wheel wells. And I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'm no, no, hold on. You know, like like NASA's got those uh, got those things that used to track the shuttles all the time. You know, they they should have what four or five of those things kicking around. The crawler. Do you know yeah. how many gallons of gasoline it takes to go one mile with that thing? Do you know how slow that thing goes? Yes. All right, look. Give the design to Elon Musk, and he'll come up with some Hyperloop <laughs> solar-powered freaking roadway Tesla version of it. Okay, let's, let's not even... Let's not a solar I just power. want to say that thing moves faster than a neuron in Trump's brain. I was going to say, that thing moves faster than Congress, at least. Okay, there, there, there's reasons for that right now, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back on it all. Uh, let me see over here what it was that was being said. Uh, Amicia N. See, I, I'll do it that way. Uh, was uh, talking back and forth with Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie saying, I think adolescence is a little too advanced for some religions. Childhood is closer with a nice comforting parent to make all the decisions. I can't disagree with that because you're kind of laying out how people are supposed to act and unfortunately think. Exactly it. Yeah. 
I but, think that's it because adolescence is usually when you start getting rebellious and getting some ideas of your own. Yeah. Before your parents crush your any sense of free will or any sense. No, I don't want to use that term. Um, any sense of uh, independence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, except most parents aren't usually killing their kids for that. Oh, wait, never mind. Most um, yeah, are not. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, pushing them out of the nest if you don't obey us to the letter exactly. Um, that's um, a, well, okay, that's you know what? If to death, pu- actually, pushing somebody out of the nest for not obeying, yeah, that's a sometimes can be the best thing that'll happen to that person because they're no longer under the influence of that uh, person. And okay, yeah, when you're when you're shifted that violently from survive by imitation to okay you're I've, on your own <laughs> yeah well yeah and you know i'm, okay. I'm gonna go back to my i'm gonna i'm gonna cue another my catchphrase which was uh the um the australian walkabout i love to i think that nothing embodies that more perfectly okay so you you've got that one uh you've also got the Oh shit! What the hell is it? Uh, uh, the the Amish have got Rumspringer. Rumspringer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then on the complete opposite end of all that shit, you've got disfellowship. The complete diametric opposite end of that spectrum. Excommunication. Excommunication. Yeah. Uh, disfellowship. Disfellowship is best as. as uh, compared to shunning a person. Yeah. Or you can just do like the Mormons do and drive the males that won't comply <laughs> off the reservation. Yeah. Well, you know, and if, if you've made it past that point um, in life where you should be responsible for your own survival and you have never developed that ability, um, that can be... Pretty close to uh, condemnation. Like, well, you see, well, especially if you're like fourteen or fifteen years old, and they just dump your ass somewhere. Well, well that's just yeah. That's why it's that, so that, cool. Yeah, I mean, that was world, one thing. That's sorry. The, the no, it, it, um, the world's a scary place for <laughs> no somebody shit. who has to, mm-hmm. because normally, even during this period where we should learn to think for ourselves, you know, even. You know, even that needs to be developed. It's not something that just comes automatically or for free. And we should do this also under the tutela of our parents or under the protection of our parents. Um, but being thrown into life before you're ready for it? Yeah. That can end badly. You see, that that's the thing where, where the whole survive by imitation, like I, I've always, I've, I've been pondering that phrase for a while now. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> um, and the, and the I reason hope we you come up uh, with a better phrase, no, better phrase. no, no, no. I like. I, I think. Okay, so taking religion and taking everything out of it, uh, surviving by imitation to start with is kind of what you have to do because you, you really don't know anything. So you do have to look to somebody to understand how to work in certain ways in the world. I mean, a perfect example. Well, yeah, a perfect example. My niece, uh, when she was little, uh, 
my brother uh, was over visiting one day and he hurt his finger and a certain expletive, shall we say, escaped his lips. <laughs> Shit. Well, it, it, okay. Anyways, well, needless to say, uh, my niece, who was about a year and a half old at the time, picked up on that word. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm specifically thinking of a uh, uh, little tiny and when, Stark. And when somebody told her that it was bad, it became even more interesting. It did. <laughs> right, no, right, right up until the hand met the butt, and then that kind of ended that pretty quickly. Well, but yeah. but no, but but to my point is that learning by imitation is fine until you know, and even learning um, if a parent could teach you a life skill, like how to cook or how to clean something, you know, how, how to do laundry. You know, you, you learn by imitating and, you know, especially when it comes to something like cooking, you, you're kind of imitating what your parent is teaching you so that it, it's a life skill. Now, eventually when you do end up going out on your own, which inevitably you should do, um, doesn't necessarily happen that often these days, you're still, you're going to initially still be surviving based on the imitation that you learned, but you should, it takes a long time to eventually shape that into something that is you. You you have to you have to take that base lesson, um, and what's often missing from that lesson is the point of doing all this. Okay, we clean up the kitchen. Why? So it should be easy to explain that. Um, well, next time we want to cook something, we won't have to clean up before we start, or you know, just like yeah. something as simple as that. Yeah, this yeah. Is, but it's really it's really understanding. Um, that I, I can speak personally, but uh, when I was giving these, uh, when I was given these obey or else, that's uh, uh, the kind of environment I grew up in. The point of it all was missing, and I I I, I spent uh, my early childhood in total confusion because um, <clears throat> I saw my parents were pretty unhappy. And, you know, every time I would ask, okay, why do you want me to do that? Basically, the, the, they would say many things, but basically the underlying message was, um, so you can grow up to be exactly like us. Okay. And my response to that was, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Grow, grow up to be miserable and unhappy? Yeah, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, but I didn't have any other options, which... You know, because I was too young and uh, I had to find out for myself a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So the, the reason why and why we don't do things. And yeah, that well, that ended up affecting me. Yeah, Stephanie had something in the chat. Um, by the way, Beth. Hi, good to see you, hon. Hi. They were, um, Beth and, uh, and Stephanie were kind of catching up as far as to, you know, where, where we were at this point for Beth. And Stephanie had something that was interesting, and this kind of links into what you were, you guys were just talking about. Stephanie said, "We're just getting into religion, infantilizing people." I sincerely hope I pronounced that correctly. Infantilizing. Infantilizing. Okay. Awesome. The uh, the alcohol content on this is um, noticeable Higher right than now. Used to. Yeah. A little bit. So I'm going. I'm going easy. Actually. Come to think of it, what is it on this? Hold on a second. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. 
ten point ten point five percent by volume. Yeah, wow. that is a little bit uh, that is a little bit higher than I'm used to. Okay, it's not quite fundamental, but we're almost there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, keeping keeping my head clear enough at this point because I don't want to end up like bad house. <laughs> what what that said, and what you guys were talking about kind of comes back to something that uh, kind of triggered an expression that I had in my head which uh, that I've used before, which is you were taught wrong. Yes, we need to collectively be the stewards of new lives to teach them what to do, what not to do. But with that should also come the responsibility of making sure that the new lives understand the why of it so that when they come up to a situation that they don't have a parental unit there with them, they can make the determination for themselves to reason out why something is, why something isn't, what should I do, what shouldn't I do, what are the possible ramifications, I don't know all the answers, let me extrapolate for myself and think for myself and figure it out. But that's exactly, can I, if I can add. Um, no, go right ahead. Uh, because that's it, the, the reason part of it. Because uh, what happens to a child if they're stuck in survive by imitation mode of their uh, parents? Oh, that's easy. Um, they, uh, they join what, up with Jim Jones and they have a drink. No, but what happens if they come across a situation that's outside of anything that's been taught to them before? That's, that's where you get the fear reaction. Oh, good point. Because anything that is unknown is automatically a threat. It, 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 that's exactly it. Because Ooh, when you're stuck in a survive by mutation mode, good is paramount to same. And bad is just anything outside of that. Because if you don't know how to judge the value of anything for yourself, you don't know what's good or bad. You only have your survival model or whatever you're imitating, to compare to. Abicia. Oh, my God. Um, Bridget? Mm-hmm. Amicia's. Or you find yourself in therapy in your 40s, unable yep. to answer the question, who are you, with anything other than your name and the role you fill? Hi, my name is Bridget, I'm X years old, and I'm a womb for my husband. Yep. Been there, done that. <laughs> Nothing that 30 years of therapy can't fix. <laughs> no, I, 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 I You're know. You're fucked up for life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's, that's, that's exactly the reason why I wanted, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I may be having a little bit of lubrication in the brain right about now, but I ain't stupid. I know all too well that, you know, that's. I, I mean, really, it. Shit, what was the group again? Seventh, seventh Day Adventists? What, that I was in? Yeah. Oh, no, Church of Christ. Church of Christ, sorry. I'm forgetting. Was it the Seventh Days that had the, the whole quiver movement? No. Uh, Quiverful is just evangelical. There are some Catholics, there are some Church of Christ, there are some Baptist, uh, Southern Baptist. Um, Great. They're a mixed it's, bag of nuts. Yeah, it's, it's an evangelical movement. 
Yeah. Or is it a bag of mixed nuts? It, uh, I don't know, but it's, it's, nutty, it's, it's nuttier than squirrel poo. The cogs of the machine. <laughs> what? You know what? Hey, I don't think I've ever heard that one before. <laughs> no. I, I missed that. What? 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 It's nuttier than squirrel poo. Okay. Let it go. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there, there's also uh, things like that that are outside of religion. Case in point, hi, my name's Unrenown Tacton, according to the U.S. court system for 18-some-odd years, starting close to 14 years ago. Um, I'm an ATM. Yeah. Oh, there is oh, that. Well, all right. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Bef- oh, well, wait, hold, hold, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Uh, that may be. Joseph, don't lose that tra- that thought that you've got over there. I, I, I'm going to come back to you in just a second. But I, I want to make sure that we understand that is what Tech was just describing was how an outsider viewed you as in an outside organization versus how you would describe yourself and believe it. I want to make sure that we're clear about that because somebody deciding for him what he is basically, but, 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 but but, he he doesn't see himself that way. He does not believe that. So and thinks that that's the way that things should be. Um, actually, you know what? Wait a second. Um, I'm sorry. I've, I've done a very, very large disservice. Uh, tech, do you see yourself that way? No, I do not. Okay, good. Oh okay. man, I almost made a huge faux pas right there. Fuck. What, okay. What's your what's your pin code? See, the, the thing no. about being a walking womb is that you buy into it for yourself because that's what you have been told. Yeah. And, and that's you, what you go along with it. But you brought right, up but, a really Bridget, you brought up a really great thing what you said earlier. I said if you or was it shooting? I forget. It doesn't matter, but go with it. You said if you know you don't know who yourself who you are because you rely on somebody else to tell you for yes. you. Yes. Yes. But unfortunately, and especially as far as the government is concerned, <laughs> it's molded around that. I mean, the voice of authority, we tell you how it is, and this is what you're going to do because uh, we are deciding what's best for you. I, I Instead got, I, of, you know, it should be the other way around. We should be deciding what the government should be um, legislating. But anyways. Yeah, there's that. By the way, uh, everybody help me out on this one. Because Stephanie said, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Joseph, anytime. <laughs> you can say it in French if you like. Okay, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, oh what? okay. Whoosh. To be fair. Oh, oh, oh! How would I translate that into? I don't know. I don't speak. Fr- I barely speak English as it is. Don't start with me right now. It's got everything to do with the alcohol right now. Okay. Anyway. Um, I I can't find a French equivalent. That's too long. Don't worry about it. Just shut up in there. is what they would say. Okay. To, to state reality. Okay. Well, Stephanie had said. Uh, to be fair. It was not actually Kool-Aid. True. Now, there's actually a reason why I wanted to hook onto that for a second. Kool-Aid's for kids. Uh, 
it's also for people that want to go ahead and jump on the spaceship that's going to go to Schumacher Levy not whatever the hell it was. Anyway, the poor oh guy. yeah, those guys. Yeah, there's, there's that's a whole what other they're thing. telling you. Sorry. Right. That's the, okay. So the reason why I wanted to hook on that for, for a second is that the story has been believed because it was believable. And I want to use that for a second. We've believed it's been Kool-Aid because it's easily understood by everyone. It is a culturally known commodity. Versus... It was conspiracy by Tang. Wait, wait a second. What, what's the Kool-Aid in this? Okay, okay look, yeah, all right, let me... About religion, okay, back, backing up just a second. Sort of. I'm going to... I'm kind of looking to use an analogy. With Jim Jones and his folks who went ahead and committed suicide by drinking flavored water, uh, uh, sugar-powder-flavored water. Let's go that generically. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, The running belief, erroneous that it might be, is that it was brand name Kool-Aid. I think it was actually Weiler's. <laughs> uh, but but the thing of it is... We all the, know what that means. Right. The, the important part of it is the lie is believed because it is more culturally known. I, I don't know what you mean by that, culturally known. People Gen- understand what drinking the Kool-Aid means. Right. Are it, you talking about the expression itself? Okay. Yes. Okay, okay, I get you. Sorry. Okay, even though the reality is they didn't drink Kool-Aid. For whatever reason, the name got associated with it because it was a more well-known item. I was asking you to elaborate on, um, um, because Kool-Aid represents <laughs> something like a message, and I was wondering what the base message was. Uh, if you were talking from a Ooh, religious okay. viewpoint, okay. or are you talking from a okay? So there's there's all right. Shit, there's a there's a there's a lot to unpack in this one. I'm going to do it as quick as I can because we've only got another hour to kill. Okay, so quick as I can inside that hour. <laughs> huh. uh, okay, the idea of drink Kool Aid. The overall and the overall explanation is that. Jim Jones got a whole bunch of people to follow him because he commanded the presence as an evangelical preacher, a very charismatic person. I I understand. I understand the expression, but um, the the Kool-Aid in every case, it represents something. No, I I, I know. Hold on. Hold on. He's getting to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure that I've, I've got it out there. So, he eventually got all of his followers, I forget however many people it was, in in Jonestown, no less, not to be confused, not to be confused with Otisburg. There's a handful of people who get that reference. Congratulations. Yeah. Um to literally drink poisoned water with a flavoring added to it. Whatever the powdered food coloring, sugar, water, flavoring stuff was, it doesn't matter. But he convinced all of his people to drink this drink and thereby commit mass suicide. Whatever the actual used item was, 
Kool-Aid, the brand name um, f- uh, drink flavoring by name Kool-Aid, which is which is a, a trademark brand name, is the one that was much better known at the time. So the idea of combining what happened at Jones- Jonestown with all of these people being duped into drinking poison and linking it to a known commodity, specifically brand name, you know, Kool-Aid, has basically created the equivalent of, well, let's call it what it is, a a historical meme, kind of the same way that you had, you know, um, Remember the Main or um, Remember the Alamo. Wow, shit, we got a lot of stuff in the U.S. history that's memefied that's got to do with death and dying and, and war. Yeah. Wow, imagine um, that. While well, you were talking was... there. Sorry. Uh, while you were talking there, Shujin, I did a little snooping. I threw a link in our Discord there. Um, November 18th, 1978, a total of 918 people died uh, at, the settle- at uh, Jonestown. The thing that was so amazing about that one was there were long lines of people that were drinking this. And even as people were falling and dying, people were still lined up drinking it. Yeah. And it was just because he he was that charismatic and people just relied on him for their. Oh, there is a we say, <clears throat> we say salutation. There, there's salutation. a power of persuasion. Oh. Hold on a second. Tech, go ahead, because you were having a hard time getting in there. There is a power of belief that can override all instinct, all logic and reasoning, everything that you know, uh, everything that you understand, everything that you've been mm-hmm. taught. Belief can be utilized uh, as a weapon, um, a weapon of a surgical strike or massive destruction with no with complete disregard for splash damage if you will uh collateral damage um especially enough when people ask me why i don't believe in something especially something that they haven't convinced me of is because you're asking me to believe in something that has a series of rules that force me to live my life according to somebody else or something else that may or may not truly have uh, my well-being at stake or in mind. Mm-hmm. And you have, you, you A, can't prove it exists in a way that I believe uh, that is, is um, enough true evidence, if you will, empirical evidence to demonstrate uh, whether or not I want to believe it truly exists. And B, I have seen what the believers do in the name of your belief. Regardless of what's written down, I have seen what the people who believe in those writings do. And while yes, some of them are very nice people, very good-natured, very caring, very loving. A large majority of them 
do very horrible things on a varied scale, mind you, but they do horrible things in the name of your belief. Yeah, hold that thought a second, because I want to—I'm sorry, Joseph, yes, quickly. Oh, yeah, just consider that that conversation, because um, when somebody's trying to indoctrinate you or trying to, quote-unquote, convert you— they're actually trying to convince you to give up your self-governance. And this conversation is from a position of non-reason or the inability to reason or the unwillingness to reason. We can't ever say why or how this happened to, to you um, who has the ability to reason. So basically what they're, they want you to do is give up your self-governance governance, and obey them. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Because I, it, and no, also could, because your could, point of view is one thing, because you have the ability to end the will, and you've taken the responsibility of reasoning for yourself. And um, these people are coming at you from a position that's completely absent of all that. Not only... Are they not willing to consider the evidence that they may be unable to or just too scared to? And, and you've got a very good you've got a very good point to that. Um, I want to add to that, however, that uh, and kind of sideline with the whole you were taught wrong part that I can very easily believe that there are the vast majority of those that are trying to make converts who, well, like Joseph was saying, that, you know, they want you to give up your autonomy, for lack of a better way of putting it. I'm kind of truncating a little bit. Forgive me. Just, just uh, to interject, you were taught wrong. I think I think it would be good to say um, these people weren't taught wrong. They weren't taught at all. They were told. No, no. You, you're, you're quite correct, and that's kind of what I'm, what I'm going into. Okay, so that um, they were taught wrong. They were not taught how to reason why something is or isn't good, bad, um, why something is or isn't extant. Is that shit? Is that the right word? For something that that is or isn't extant? That is the right word, isn't it? Extant? Extants is based on something that exists. Okay, yeah, so I did get... Wow, shit, all right, I got the right one. Um, but they don't themselves realize, I don't think, and I, I might be extrapolating quite a bit, I really don't think that the majority of them see it as they are trying to get people to give up their autonomy. Giving, uh, given that you've got people like uh, the Mormons who will go door to door or in public and ask to speak with you, I don't think that they are asking people to give up their autonomy, but that's built into the, if you now follow us, you will be, but we didn't really realize that because we weren't taught that part. We weren't allowed to learn that part. That's also what I mean by um, this this um, 
you have to look at this through the perspective the the unwillingness to reason because if you rely on another human for survival your entire survival depends on imitating that other human you're not going to have any thoughts about uh, or group or yeah but that's or, exactly it no i well i i wanted to make sure that i put that there because there are and, a number of groups that have that same thing uh for instance following an individual I can easily see that for the groups well, where you've got, well, oh, let me, let me finish. Jones. All right. Jim Jones being one of them, um, following the, uh, the various evangelicals, uh, for instance, following Matt Fierstein, for instance, I don't know if he's still a thing or not. I don't care. He's still, a, he's still a rat bastard, uh, following, um, uh, the crypt keeper. Dallin, come on, man. No, no, it's no. The same, it's the same pattern everywhere. Yes. Uh, but, if I can come back to well, uh, to what Tech was saying. Oh, oh hold uh, on one more second. These because, people. Oh, Joseph, giving you a, oh, just, oh. just one more second. Okay, sorry. The reason why I was also saying for groups is that you've also got much looser groups that don't rely on a singular person that you're following, generally speaking, at the local level. For instance, synagogues doesn't happen quite as often with the. Uh, with the Jewish community, but kind of does, especially with the Hasidics. But Catholics, especially, they will follow indirectly the Pope through whoever is the local bishop and then priest at their local congregations. So they're not following the individual per se, although they're but supposed still, to be, but they follow the group itself. Or other it's still other. It's not self-government. Correct. Correct. It was but just I, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to see how people would understand that there are different groups where their graduation is different as far as to where they see their ultimate, um, their ultimate point person is. But um, I, I just wanted to. Uh, I just want to close on on one thing that. Uh, that uh, Tech said earlier about uh, the motivations of, of people trying to indoctrinate you or trying to make you give up self-governance, obey them, copy them, whatever, follow their leader, follow them. You, you do that um, while I try to get this that, cork back in the bottle. Oh, uh, you're going to have a... I'm, I'm literally trying to get the cork back in this goddamn bottle. Yeah, good luck. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can talk for a while. Uh, no. <laughs> but what Tech said earlier... When you're stuck in survive by imitation mode, um, and your your only survival model is somebody else's quote unquote advice or guidance or whatever, you know these people can be the the best intentions. They may have your actual. They may be actually worried about you. Um, they may have your um, quote unquote survival or salvation or whatever they call it. You know, at, at truly at heart. But the only, the only thing they know how to do is to, you know, impose their model on you. That's the only choice they have. And if you or anything you're doing is outside of that model, they're going to see you as being, quote unquote, in danger. So they can be the kindest people in the world with the best intentions. Have you got that cork yet? No. 
<laughs> no. And you know what? Fuck you for asking at this point. I give up. I don't I, I don't believe it's because of the alcohol in me. I truly believe it's that I just can't get the stupid thing back in there. I have a mission. I can't help you out on that. Although I did figure out that by the way, that uh the the logo of the dragon on it is mm-hmm. actually impressed into the um into the the cork. So oh. that was actually pretty pretty cool of them. And it's actual cork cork, which is um I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing these days. I don't think it comes from Cork, England, so you guys are off the hook. You're welcome. No, there actually is a town called Cork in England. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway. I'm still trying to wait and, and see what uh, Beth has to explain, because she mentioned the poop lady. I... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jillian Epperly. Yeah. Huh? This, uh, yeah, th- this is the one that I, I brought up a long time ago. Wait, uh, well, okay, wait a minute. She's crazy. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember about Jilly Juice. I remember this. Yes. I, re- I remember That's... the name from that being that she's kind of, um, <sighs> theremin mm-hmm. levels of, of weird. Um, she's a special kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, what's this about, um, uh, poop? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take this one. Okay. So Jilly juice is supposedly <laughs> a miracle cure all that apparently will cure cancer. It will cure. Uh, it allegedly will regrow limbs from what I'm told, regrow organs that you've had removed. Um, you know, if that's the case, I wonder if they could do something about my spleen. But anyways, um, 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 um uh, Bridget, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh-huh. As far as to uh, curing uh, cancer in the laboratory, last I remembered, uh, a three fifty seven magnum at one meter will can kill cancer in the laboratory one hundred percent of the time, right? Uh, it can kill some of it, but you're still going to have like isolated little cells that are going to live. You know what? Fuck off, too. Fuck. Because you splatter, know you know, okay. splatter is a thing. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> Fine, I'll use an eighty eight magnum and I'll just do it from across the street. Continue. <laughs> There's some people get that reference. Thank you. You're my people. Good. All right. Down going on. So I'm going to need the heavy bolter for this heresy. Yeah, well, Anyways. So uh, poop. But, no. but it can cure the person because because the person would be like dead. Yeah. Well, be suffering from cancer. <laughs> Anyways. I need to learn how to mute my microphone at this point. So, so jelly juice is a type of, I think it's fermented cabbage water with salt water or something like that. It, it's basically almost a... Some people say it's a form of, uh, I think it's kimchi. That's what they call it. What it sounds like. Yeah, I know. I know. And I I don't know the entire recipe, but anyways, um, the thing is, this stuff has such a high salt content. And as some of you might know, drinking salt water straight is pretty deadly. Well, not only that, but it's, it also makes for one hell of a laxative. Yeah, that yeah. too. But um, it can also cause you know, cardiac dysrhythmia well, and all sorts of it. Yeah, because yeah, because you got that de- delicate sodium potassium balance in your body, and uh, hey, you know, a couple of quarts of salt water, yeah, you're you're boned. Hold that thought. Yeah. Hold that thought. Tech. I was going to say, as somebody who went on a fast but did so with electrolytes, 
and got his initial numbers wrong for his mix. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought I was drinking seawater, and then I double-checked and realized, ah, crap, I'm drinking seawater. So yeah. there was a day I spent in the bathroom because of that. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. See, this is, this is why krill is not a good substitute for food. Yeah, so what... Um what Jillian referred to that is that when your when your body's in the middle of this cleansing, it's doing what's called a waterfall, which is basically You're shitting projectile, your out. well projectile vomiting out your ass. Yeah. And she has actually been indirectly responsible for the deaths of two, I think two people so far, because they bought into the whole. You know, one guy, he actually did have cancer and he, in his, you know, the way they, they spun it was, well, he had nothing to lose. So why not try it? Now, this individual ended up on Dr. Phil <coughs> and, and the YouTuber that exposed her, Jeff Holiday, also wound up on Dr. Phil. I've mentioned Jeff a couple of times. He is... He started off as kind of like, you know, a, a shit poster, anti whatever, all that stuff. But he is now a hardcore debunker of pseudoscience, especially when it comes to this kind of uh, th this particular brand of bullshit. Uh, Jillian is like his punching bag in terms of this stuff. He goes out. No, he goes after her at, at a moment's notice every time she pops up and she is getting stranger and stranger as she goes along. But amazingly enough, there are people who follow her. And because she says a couple of key words, um, Candida, for one. Uh, Bridget, this might be more in your wheelhouse. Well, it's yeast. Yeah, but it's also, uh, you see, they all say it's some kind of fungus or something like that, and it could kill you. Well, so, if you're yeah, so, in a compromised, yeah. Yeah, so, so so Jilly Juice apparently gets rid of this Candida. It fights that. Uh, but then she just goes off on these, like, insane rants about big pharma and um where is it um yeah beth uh even said that she also denies all science that says salt is bad well too much of it is very bad well, all right all right all right hold on a second salt much of anything in, is bad. yes it's all about the dosage yeah Swallowing. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, it's all about the solution. If, if you're swallowing 100% sulfur, you've got bigger problems than you know what to do with right about then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like that other cure out there that miracle sulfur, uh, sodium, uh, sodium. Shit. Sorry, I, I not screwed sulfur. It up. Sodium. Well, if you're swallowing sulfur, you got a problem too. That's 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 uh, a good point. That's a good point. Probably with your sinuses first, because you don't notice that you're drinking sulfur. <laughs> well, well, hey, you know, you know what? Uh, so, you know, be, between Jilly Juice and Bleach Enemas, you know, I, I am amazed. Yeah. I'm amazed America still has a next generation to look forward to. Um, Are we no, America's not the only one drinking that crap. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, well, Joseph, I'm sorry. What was that? <sighs> I said, are we promoting goop? Uh, no, ultra. no. Although the idea of painting. Uh, uh, okay. This is not the alcohol talking. The idea of painting one's sphincter with bleach in order to keep it 
um, very clean of any pathogens so that you can cover it with <sighs> warm uh, chocolate and make an impression of your... No, oh, come on! It is the holiday season and people are going to be buying those from, from no, Amazon. Uh, you know that. In all, all honesty, I wonder if... Uh, the the whole bleach enema thing came from the fact that some idiot saw, hey look, people are bleaching their asshole. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just take a Let's go, yeah, let's go one step further. Let's bleach it from the inside and see what happens. Well, Ooh, and have you, this. yeah, and have you seen the latest trend involving the butthole? Uh, Suntanning it. Oh, yes. Where you get what? Suntan. Yes. Hey. At least it's safer than bleach. Uh, uh, okay, oh, wait, okay, wait, hold wait, on, wait. hold on. I'm going to rein this one in. No, I'm reading this one in. I got another one on top of that. Go ahead. Uh, wait for it. Now, the article that I read about this talks about that you expose your, you expose your bunghole uh -oh. to the sun for 30 seconds at a time. Okay. Now, you know. You absolutely know that somebody is going to get into that hole. Well, the more the merrier. And give themselves wait, ice, a sunburn I, on their butthole. Wait for I it. suddenly feel sorry for everybody who works in ERs and triage over the next little while because, well, okay, okay anybody that's got any stock in like aloe vera, uh, they're about to be very, very rich. Nope. Nope, nope, I can top that one. I can top that one. <sighs> Try to imagine having to go into a specialist, an oncologist, and explain that you have sarcoma on your skin. And they say, well, you came in for a consult, but they didn't explain exactly where it was. Congratulations, you've now messed up some really poor um, oncologist's day right there. So, congratulations. And, and while you're at it, can you get rid of that eel I put up there to cure my constipation? Uh, uh, I, I think I've been doing a little too much Facebook lately. I think you've been this looking is, through, um, I think you've been looking through German websites again. Facebook. You know, I'm suddenly starting to wonder, and I, I'm, I should actually ask my sister if she got that book from my mom's place. Uh, you remember those doctor's books of home remedies? No. Uh, I have one by Jack Kevorkian. I don't think oh, that, that was a very good. Yeah, I don't think that was exactly a bestseller. No, there used to be a commercial years ago. You know, how to use oatmeal to treat a bee sting. Have a colicky baby? Run the vacuum. And it was like, it was some Bob Saget looking goofball. Um, you know, before we found out that Bob Saget is actually one of the most foul mouth comics in the history of America. Um, um, he's Canadian too, isn't he? I have no idea and really don't care. Anyways. I'm going to look it up. Anyways. Um, but it was one of these, it was a hardcover book. And I think my mom actually bought it. And it was these. Yeah, TDTF knows about it. Um, his his grandma had had them. Uh, they were called the Doctor's Book of Home Remedies, and it was a bunch of these. I guess today we'd call them life hacks. You know, things around the house to help with things like a sunburn or a bee sting, or you know, if you're not feeling good, try this. And just when Joseph said about the eel, I thought, I wonder if that's in the appendix of one of these books. 
you know, having trouble constipation, try a live eel, <laughs> you know, an electric one. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Ooh, now look, I look, no, 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 look <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I will never kink shame anybody. You know, you do you. I, I will not judge. Well, that that's that's some. Okay, go on. Um, but a pepper I, pot does not belong up the butthole. Okay, okay. Two things. Uh, one, apparently, Bob Saget's from. Pirate f- that come to mind? Wait, what? Why does what come to mind? Iron Man. What was Iron Man's girlfriend? Uh, pepper pots. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Bob Saget, the actress. Bob Saget is apparently uh, from Philadelphia. So, um, way to go, Philadelphia! Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, okay. and and the idea of using uh, an electric eel is all well and good until you realize that um, electricity makes uh, muscles tighten. Uh, I really, really don't want to be on the uh, receiving end of uh, a constricting colon. Uh, I'll just kind of leave it there, because we we need to move on from there. We need to move on from there. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Hi. Uh, By the way, this whole thing about um, uh, taint sunning, there's a a follow-up that's going on around now where poor Ra is just holding his his coffee in his hands and, and seeing all these people showing up their taint to his son and he's poor lamenting to himself they used to build statues to me <laughs> well how, how do you know this is a bad thing how do you know the sun god Ra isn't into anal because he's not bast <laughs> what does being a cat have to do with that uh, never mind never mind I get it ladies okay. and gentlemen mwah, good night everybody Jesus. You're welcome. You, oh, how do you, do that? <laughs> you brought this one on yourself, Sugar Lips. But you know, Nobody told but, me but it's, it. But it's people like, it's people like Epperly and Comfort and... Uh, P-Robes. Oh, P-Robes. And, oh, God, who's the, who's the other one? Um, uh, uh, Benny Hinn. No, well, yeah, him too. Uh, and the, Jim Baker and... The charismatic uh, people. Yeah, the, these the cults of personality. Who? Oh, that's a big that's a big net right there, though. Yeah. We, we, tend, we tend to put all the onus on them, but it's actually us who enables them. Yes, they wouldn't be that way if human the basic human condition wasn't. And like this, and, and this is where I think because there's a lot of talk these days about shutting these people down, you know, refusing to give them a platform, or if they do get a platform, getting, getting completely up in their face, like a rabid dog would to get them to shut up. And Joseph, you just hit something because it's, it's not them. Remember, these are the people that used to stand on the soapbox in the middle of the street or with the sandwich boards saying that the end was nigh. And we'd look at them and go, you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? They were That's the village idiots. Yeah, they were the village idiots. The trouble nowadays is that people are starting to listen to the village idiots. 
And that is where and it, it comes around. You've got the, like you said, survival by imitation, a lack of proper practical education. But be careful there because it's not that, uh, the, you know, these people were the village idiots because um, it sounds like it sounds there like you're saying that they're becoming more the majority or the people are becoming more of majority. The only thing that's changed from times before is that these guys now have a platform. They've got a fucking megaphone. Okay, hold that thought. Hold, well, hold, hold, yes. hold on, hold on. Because there's a there's a piece of this that I think is really, really super important for this part. Once upon a time ago, my wife got a dubiously questionable legal job at one of these multi-level marketing groups. Didn't really realize exactly what it was when she started, but she was kind of fresh out of college. The idea is, and I'll show you where this all comes together. You are given a list of 100 phone numbers. Sorry, you're given a list of phones to call. You are expected to get 100 people to speak with. Of those 100, you should get approximately 15 people to come into the place for the meeting, for the presentation of the thing, in order to make your sales pitch. From that, you should get at least one sale from those people. Where this comes into play with all of this other stuff, with the religious side, is if because like Dallin said, they've got a platform now. The platform yes. is the entirety of electronic media that can go out to thousands upon millions of people simultaneously. From that vast number, you need a relatively small percentage of people who are willing to invest some extra time with you. And from that, a smaller percentage of people who are willing to give to you, especially money. And of that group, there will be some who will be incredibly invested and give a lot. And that's the pyramid. That's the scheme. That's what ends up happening at this point, where these groups will just put out a vast net and online at this point, it it's virtually free. I mean, shit, we do this basically for free. You put out the word and you make that word get out there. And it's charismatic enough that people will say to those other people who are similarly inclined, come watch too. And you will get more people who are invested, who want to spend more time, and some who want to help you and give you some money. And if it's virtually free, the amount of money that you're getting in suddenly starts accumulating. People it's see more. you, hold on, people mm -hmm. see you accumulating more money. A lot of times that is perceived as you are doing good things. You must be important. There should be more given to you. Some will give more. More groups 
in those circles will give because they think that you are more important because money begets money and influence begets influence. Two it's, things. It's the same thing with the charismatic people. The influence begets influence with the younger that you can get. Joseph. Yeah. Um, well, two things, because <clears throat> in a survive by imitation world, if you can get, like, going back to what you were saying, or to add to what you were saying, if you can get into the mind of one of the clan, chances are you're going to get the rest of the clan, too. Exactly right. And by the way, that's pretty much what uh, Amician just said. You have money, you must be doing something right. Ties right into what you were just saying. Go ahead, too. And it gets, it's not only charisma, because it's more insidious than that, because I even, I get here, I get phone calls um, from people uh, pretending to know everything about my uh, health record and my mutual, mutual, I don't know if that, does that exist in English? Mutual. Um, um, it, it's a type of insurance mm -hmm. uh, a little more than um, it's like here in France there's Medicare and then there's something you can a collective uh, insurance you could um, well it's actually kind of like single payer but anyways so people pretending to know about my health record and the, they're speaking with a voice of authority and what's scary about this is that they wouldn't do that if it didn't work. Yep. So there's obviously, there's a good part of the population that are open to giving credence or giving credence to, uh, to any voice of authority. Yep. And by the way, also going on with that and agreeing with you, TDTF had just said, it's also why cults kick out any dissent. People that but, but, stir up the pot and say, hey, you know, question everything that's going on, they are shunned. They're on the outside very quickly because they're, well, they're screwing with everybody else's mojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're fucking up the machine, basically. Yep. You're the, but, but to, okay, I'm going to go to a place which is going to be, it's going to sound kind of strange at first. Go for it, man. But, but if you strip all the God and everything out of religion and all the promises or whatever. Well, you know, keep the promises as the, the promises themselves. Okay. But if you strip all that out of religion and I'm going full Godwin here, um, if you strip all the Nazism out of Nazism, uh, all the, the, the swastikas and all that, you're at the, at the core, you've essentially got the same thing. You've got a few dictating to the many how they will or will not live and think. You've got, because, you know, Hitler's camps were filled with nonconformists, people who thought for themselves, who were different. Anybody who went outside of this um, dictate, the central dictate, of what you will or will not do. Whoever wasn't on board got, exactly. got separated. And in religion, you have excommunication and uh, all and sorts of other threats. And, you know, whether it's hard or soft, whether it's physical threat or it's, uh, it's funny, I'm waving my hands a lot when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> but um, whether it's a physical threat or um, metaphysical, 
whatever you want, supernatural threat. It, 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 it all comes down to the same thing. It's a basic state of credulence and uh, a dependence, a lack of self-governance, and that is just an open door to others um, dictating to us what we can and can't do. And the people doing the dictating, well, their entire position of power depends on our credulence. So anything outside of that is just out bad. Yeah. yeah what a, was that clear there? Yeah. No, I, anyway. I, I gotcha. Um, with the, with a couple of minutes that we got left though, uh, I want to, I want to pose something out that kind of hooks to that and to the, the whole thing in general and kind of take it from the, from the opposite side of it all. There are those groups that would like to dictate compliance at the end of the stick, I guess, might be the, the, the best way of putting it. Whether, like Joseph had said, the metaphysical stick of, you know, you will die and you will burn or you will die and you will be uh, eradicated or, or you will not live for whatever. But then you've got a different contingent. And I'm, I'm not picking... Uh, I'm not picking political or ideological sides on this one. I'm not naming names for because that that part doesn't matter. You've also got those who would not dictate compliance. Those who would teach well, I'm trying to figure out how to word this correctly how to how to teach best practices but i think isn't that still dictate well, hold hold on hold on because i'm not sure that i'm screwed all right screwed trying to trying to get it out in the short way where i'm trying to go with is there are those that would say you will do this or you will be punished whatever the punishment might be like i said at the whatever at the end of whatever stick Versus those who would say, we want you to understand why things work so that you can make a better determination later as new information comes out, as you explore the unknown, you may not know what's coming, but you will be able to reason it out for yourself. And here's another angle if, with the same message with every lesson you give say as well is um give it with an expectation well just basically say test me test what i'm saying test it for yourself try me if you if you're telling somebody some wow <laughs> i'm not being clear but if you if you're giving a lesson or if you're giving advice or anything like that you give it with the expectation Well, you have to get the message across. There's a huge difference between telling somebody what to do with an or else message and telling somebody else yeah. what to Here's, do with uh, try it for yourself. Test yeah. it for yourself. Try me. If you find something better, you know, see what I'm saying. I, um, a few weeks ago, I think I alluded to something like this. Um, pardon me for getting a little uh, archetypal here. 
to teach is to build a person's foundation, to give them, for lack of a better term, order in their life. Now, I don't mean order in the dictatorial sense. I mean a sense of stability, of understanding the world as it is. So that if they have a question about something that's commonplace, they'll know how to get an answer for it. Uh, forgive me, analogous to the old education starts off with the reading, writing, arithmetic baseline to learn the rest of everything else that you need to know yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. If we're breaking it down Barney style, that's that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure um, that I've got I've got you yeah. right. Okay. But now life uh, uh wow, I'm actually getting into Taoism here. So <laughs> Okay, you know the Zen symbol, the yin yeah. and the yang? Yeah. Yep. Okay. The the key behind that symbol is not the fact that you got a little bit of one inside of the other but it's the border between the two, the winding path between the two of them. That's the way, that's the path. That's keep moral. One, yeah, but hold on, hold on. Keep So you keep one foot in order. So you keep one foot on that foundation of yours, that stability of your life. So that when you take the step into chaos, into the uncertainty, when you ask the question or you experiment, you do the test, as Joseph said, if you fail, at least you can go back to where you were. You still have something to go back to, to reevaluate and try again. And if you try again, you know, ask that question, you get a new answer. You've now built a new foundation for yourself. You've achieved a different state of order until you're ready to go leap forth again. That's, that's how you, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. You start with a foundation of order. You take your first step into chaos. And if you are able to grab, get a foothold in that and get stable in that new chaotic surrounding. Eventually, you'll build a new order for yourself. You've just described science as well. Exa-freaking-zactly! And funny enough, you just gave me a, a piece for my closing. So we, we've got, so, okay, so you've got a, a sort of a scientific method that I just, I just sort of haphazardly explained using freaking Taoism. Yeah, but it all comes down to the same thing, We're, you know, in our conversations or in the common discourse or whatever <clears throat> is out there in the media, we, we tend to complicate things because we're, we're speaking about the same basic things, just using a different terminology. And because we use a different terminology, we make two topics of it. But, but at the base, often you'll find it's essentially the same thing at the root. Mm-hmm. And that dovetails in perfectly because learn to speak my language. Okay. If you're going to be a militant dick about it. Okay, fine. But what if, what if you could actually sit down with somebody and say, okay, look, I speak this way. You speak this way. Do we have a commonality that maybe we could start actually, can we develop an exchange by seeing if we actually have common roots? And behind the terminology, you have to basically the the goal of that conversation of uh, the um, uh, designation of terms is to dig down to what you're actually talking about. Oh, let me tell you, with one of these guys, I had to go around so many damn fucking times. Yes, I said the F word this time. Shut up to say 
atheism is not a religion. Atheism is not a worldview. Atheism has nothing to do with morals. These people just don't understand even the basics of these languages, which drives me up a freaking wall. And even that, atheism is, uh, sorry to say, but it's a theist concept. I mean, most atheists, is, in my experience, are just people who have learned to forego the dictate of religion and who have taken the responsibility of thinking for themselves. And that's it. So you could be called whatever you... Anybody can call you whatever they want to from their point of view, but you're still doing the same thing. Yeah, just wish these people actually knew what the hell they were talking about half the time. Um, seeing as how we're getting... Uh, we got to see about uh, wrapping up, but I, I want to wrap up a little bit earlier for personal reasons. Uh, Tech, uh, was there anything that you wanted to uh, finish off with? I know that Dallin and Joe and I have been taking a lot more of the time. Um, yeah, there is something. Um, yeah, a lot of people are going to use their own labels regardless of what it is that you do but we have to pay attention to that too because uh, depending on the labels that are used they can become very harmful hurtful things in terms of governing other people's perceptions about us an example of this being when uh, people were polled there was a survey that was out um, asking uh, the question of trusting your child between an atheist, a convicted child predator, and a bunch of other, and a couple other things. The child predator wasn't very high up the list, as you might get, gather, but in terms of trusting them alone with your child. But what was underneath that, and by the way, the lower on the rung, the worse uh, score was, um, less likely to be trusted, was atheist. Um, somebody of no religion. And that means that there are less people, there are more people willing to trust their child with a convicted child predator than they are with somebody who identifies as atheist because and that's because people's beliefs are worked by and thoughts are worked by other people's labels i have literally heard wait you're an atheist but you're so nice mm -hmm. if, if so, ai yeah it, it might be great that you're thinking for yourself and everything else but we definitely need to pay attention to the labels that are growing around and how other people identify and um, understand what they understand those labels to be. I, I'm really sorry for, for, you know, monopolizing today, but to, just to add to that point, um, one thing that really scares me is that, um, you know, I've been, you know, I, I work a bit in AI research, but if that has taught me anything, it's just how fucking 
programmable we are in the early stages of our life, in the state of credulence or the state of dependence, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, and 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 to, to add what you were saying, you know, somebody who is unwilling or unable to make value judgments for themselves, who depend on their pastor or preacher um, to decide for them what's good and bad if they're told that atheist bad, you know, they're, they're just going to... It's all the same to them, because maybe they've never met a child molester, they've never met... Uh, Anyways, they're, they're not making that judgment for themselves. They're letting somebody else do it for them. So, yeah, labels stick. Yeah, Which, I was... I'm sorry, I was just yeah. uh, typing into our thing to, to remind you of the old adage, um, bring that, me the that child. That's the mob mentality, but that's, that's scary. Yeah, what I was saying was that uh, I was about to type into the, uh, the group chat for you uh, the adage... Uh, bring me the child, I will bring you the man. Yeah. And there's somebody here, I think it was the Abbey, the Abbot, I think he said, he said, um, um, <clears throat> yeah, teaching a child is like engraving stone. Which means, yeah, as badly translated, um, basically says if you have the kid it's whatever you engrave into it it's going to be there for life yeah um really quickly dallin uh i'm trying mm -hmm. to remember you've you've i'm pretty sure that you would have dealt with the the term before oh, uh how, rosa blanca rosa i'm trying to remember what the what the old <clears throat> expression was for uh, a blank slate Tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. That's that's the one. So yeah, kids as as that that's 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 a that's a scary freaky thought. But tabula rasa means to um, clean the slate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Th that's true. But that's yeah. the thing is that children do not arrive, or they are not born pre-programmed with higher thinking they are they are instinct they know that they need to eat and they quickly learn that by making a particular sound they get attention eventually they are they learn by imitation that other sounds will create will, will cause different reactions it becomes cause and effect but their brains are not they, they first they need to grasp communication or they, they need to understand communication then language then calculus well <laughs> but the thing is it's a process and a lot of people these days i don't think they fully grasp the fact that or they're they're scared to death of the responsibility of that if you have a child okay you are now that you are the teacher. You, you are now responsible for that person's life. Uh, thankfully, even if you screw up a few times, there's always a chance to, to make it up. I mean, you, you do have, there's a little bit of leeway 
you know, you, you mess up once or twice. Um, we're, we're hardly faced with tigers anymore. Well, yeah. So but, we've got a lot of leeway. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, but, but, the, but the point is, like, you know, if you, um, you know, may, maybe you react badly to a, to a certain behavior. You know, you, you snap, you yell. And maybe for, you know, a few months, maybe there's a, there's a bit of fear be- between the two of you. You know, on the part of them being scared of doing anything for incurring that wrath. But, you know, it, it eventually comes around. You know, I mean, my, my oldest brother, you know, being the first kid, that was not easy for him. But I'll tell you, at the end of it all, we were a family. You know, we, we got through it and everything turned out okay. And I, I just think that for people, people just have to realize that, yeah, it's that, that child is your responsibility. And if you don't know something, you, you ask, you, you get the help you need either from peers, but don't, if, if I, if I was lucky enough to have had a kid when, you know, there was a miscarriage, but if, if we'd had that child, I, well, we probably would have ended up divorced because I would have never let that kid go to church. You know, have you guys met, have you guys ever met some of these like hardcore uh, evangelical type people? I, w- I won't get like, into specifics, but I know personally. Part yeah. Of, because imagine yourself in that parenting role. You have the responsibility of a child. Mm-hmm. But you yourself, as far as survival is concerned, you don't know to do anything else than what your model tells you. Because if you haven't, if you don't have self-governance, if you don't think for yourself and you rely on the, um, the dictate of somebody else or the, the whatever you want to call it, advice for somebody else, if you want your child to survive, you will have no other choice, whether consciously or subconsciously, than to make your child a carbon copy clone of yourself. Do you see, um, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, y- follow, and you know what? To follow for, the same people you do, basically. Yeah. And you know what? For the first few years, to, to impart that, you know what? This is what got me through. So let me show you that, but, and, and this is the, the hardest thing to instill in a child is I've given you the foundation. I've, I've given you, I've imparted to you as much of my own life experience to help answer these basic questions. But one day you're going to step out on your own and you're going to have some new questions, you know? Draw from my experience, please, but spice it with a little bit of what you're going to experience so that you become yourself. And this is where I say survival by imitation in the early stages is almost necessary for survival, but encouraging 
the next generation to take that next step that we can't or we haven't had the opportunity to. Like science, you stand on the shoulders of giants. Just just make it clear that um, this is this is what I have done until now. It's worked for me. So try it for yourself if you want to. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, instead of saying it worked for me, so it's that's all it's gonna do for you. It should well, be it should be this worked for me. Let this be something you can use, but you know, test it, try it. Yeah. And if, if you not, if you find something that suits you better, you know, yeah. Like but. the the message uh, through religion and a lot of media is this is the way, and that's not to be questioned. Yeah. We know um, the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really should be Kool Aid. I could have done. Yes, that. yes, I went there. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know what the answer is going to be anyway, but uh, just. Just to be complete, Bridget, nothing else that you wanted to add at this point you said, right? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will do this one real quick. If people want to branch out, if they want to learn, if they want to grow their circles of people that they can influence, you need to step outside of that on your own, like Dallin was saying, you need to keep your foot inside of whatever it is that you started with and then, you know, wiggle your toes into the aether of whatever it is that you're looking to understand to pull it into, you know, your wheelhouse. And believe it or not, I actually came up with a, uh, a something or other that was not directly said on Star Trek The Next Generation, but I'm pulling from it from the first season of it, which was bad. The first season was really bad. It was. Yeah. The episode in question was The Naked Now. It was a callback to an original series episode, but the long and short of it was they had to deal with a ship, the SS Tsiolkovsky. If it sounds like I'm speaking with a little bit of a lisp, I do have a little bit, but no, I pronounced it correctly. Tsiolkovsky. The dedication plaque, in particular, is what I'm going to quote from. It wasn't spoken outright, but it was photographed, and the fandoms found out about it through various magazines at the time. Yes, I followed a lot of this stuff back in the day, because, you know, it was 1987. What are you going to do? You're a college student. What are you going to do? The dedication plaque says at the bottom of it, and it is credited, credited to Tsiolkovsky. The earth is the cradle of the mind, but one cannot remain in the cradle forever. Sooner or later, you have to branch out. Sooner or later, you must branch out. Because sooner or later, everything else will come to you, whether you like it or not. 
And you've got your choice. You can either look at it and examine it and learn. Or you can see the brand new scary and run from it or attack it and see it as a complete threat. We're not going to tell you which one anything is supposed to be because that's not our job. Our job here is just to help you try to understand that you got people you can learn from. And hopefully you do. And if you do, that means that we've done our job well. So with that, it's time to close up shop. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. Hope that you had yourselves an enjoyable evening and found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives on all this stuff. As always, all of you guys... (laughs) I'm sorry, TDTF over in the live chat. Lol, nerd, he said while wearing a wizard's hat. Yeah. Do you have a gazebo in your backyard? Is it on fire? (laughs) Let me thank everybody for being with us tonight. So, as always, um, in this case, (coughs) excuse me, Joseph, thank you, of course, as always, very much. I hope that you have yourself a uh, good morning and uh, stay warm. Good luck with uh, projects and personal stuff going on, by the way. Oh, geez. Yeah, this is going to be a week. And and hopefully the uh, protest didn't uh, interrupt your work. Uh, I, yeah, well, thank goodness uh, most of my work is from here, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the strikes haven't affected me much either. It's all, uh, the metro is pretty well shut down. Oof. Yeah. So I'm waiting for a lot of good news this week. So. Well, best of, you know what? Hey, rent, rent a horse. What are they going to do? They got to stop a horse. No, you just jump over. It's all good. Hmm. Okay. I don't trust him with a horse. <laughs> he says while trying to figure off the air. I'll explain Not it off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it off the air. Uh, maybe, maybe those of you that uh, stick around for the for the chat afterwards, maybe I'll maybe I'll type it over there. I don't I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure Does that have anything there. to do with police academy? No. Okay. I don't think. Probably not. Unrenote Tech, glad you're able to make it, man. You take care of yourself. Have a uh, have a wonderful sleep this morning. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> and seriously, good luck with it all, man. Yeah, thank you. You have a good day. You too, Bridget. Uh, you take uh, take care of yourself. Uh, try to stay warm out there because you know it's it's almost that time. I will try to. You're calling for like rain snow mix off and on like next week several days yeah it's always fun and uh anyway if you want to send me a friend request on facebook it's bridget fitch you can find me on blog bridgetfitch 2112wordpresscom or stop by and visit me um on monday night at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern, or beyond the trailer park. And Beth and Morgan and I, and uh, probably Samantha, if yeah, the 12-hour shifts are not killing her, uh, are going to be talking about the age of the Bible. And you know, don't refer to it as a 2,000-year-old book, because that's not really accurate. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers. 
Spoilers. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's different. <laughs> the butler did it. <laughs> and great. Now I've got Tim Curry in my head. That's just. <laughs> Tim Curry is is the bomb. I love Tim Curry. Oh, man. <laughs> By the way, last weekend was the first time that uh, Tiny Tribble has seen Clue, the movie. Really? So I kind of explained about the the thing because uh, the middle school, I think, had done uh, the Clue Junior play. And mm-hmm. they kind of went through one of the. Uh, endings. Spoilers, by the way, for those of you that haven't seen Clue on on video on DVD, there's more than one ending. Stay to the end. Trust me, it's worth it. Especially <laughs> for the line, "What do you do? I buttle, sir." Brilliant line. I love that line. <laughs> but that's 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 earlier in the movie. Anyway, you have yourself a good time and uh, good luck with the show. Yeah, thanks. And Dallin. Hmm. You know, one of these days, one of these days, I'm actually going to remind myself, oh, yeah, I actually have to look up for towns for you to mock you with. Yeah, that's not <laughs> happening yet. <laughs> Screw me, man. You know, the sad thing is I could probably find a bunch of town names for you to mock me with, but uh, I ain't going to make it that easy. Dude, you could get out a pair of binoculars and probably see a couple of town names from where you are. Oh, boy, I've got I do have one for you. But again... I mean, be, that's going to be my little secret for the next little while. Wonderful. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no worries. Uh, of course, I am the uh, curator of the audio version of this show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, which is now up to date with the exception of tonight's episode. So, you know, give me till tomorrow at least. Uh, and for any other uh, random thoughts or streams of consci- consciousness, when I actually feel like typing, uh, you can catch me over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thank you, man. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we will be here to uh, entertain you uh, next week. Why didn't I do that when I had the opportunity before? Here we go. That's better. Yeah, uh, organizing all the video feeds, it's, it, it's its a little weird for me. Don't mind me. Hi. We'll be looking forward to seeing you guys, of course, next week. If you want to be subscribed to the podcast or get all of our social media links, like you were saying, holycraptvlogcast.com's got everything that you need over there. And, of course, if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554, and, of course, patreon.com slash hctv because i was lucky enough to get that one not that i ever think about it it's just one of those things we will be looking forward to seeing you guys of course next week and through the next couple of weeks we know full well that with the holiday season things get a little odd more than anything else please be safe especially with the weather especially with travel especially if you have to go shopping for anything, including going over to the grocery store. Park far away. Don't park near people. Walk an extra 30 seconds. Unless it's minus 40, in which case you're on your own. But be that as it may. We'll be looking forward to seeing you guys next time, of course, as always. And until that point, happy holidays. And we'll see you soon. So until then, as always, I wish you all 
the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, tune in many years later. I'm still in love. Matene Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>